Come near to God, and He will come near to you. Wash your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. Breathe, mourn and wail. Change your laughter to mourning and your joy to gloom. Humble yourselves before the Lord, and He will lift you up. Brothers and sisters do not slander one another. Anyone who speaks against a brother or sister or judges them speaks against the law and judges it. When you judge the law, you are not keeping it, but sitting in judgment on it. There is only one lawgiver and judge, the one who is able to save and destroy. But you, who are you to judge your neighbor? Now listen, you who say, today or tomorrow we will go to this or that city, spend a year there, carry on business and make money. Why, you do not even know what will happen tomorrow. What is your life? You are a mist that appears for a little while and then vanishes. Instead, you ought to say, if it is the Lord's will, we will live and do this or that. As it is, you boast in your arrogant schemes. All such boasting is evil. If anyone, then, knows the good they ought to do and doesn't do it, it is sin for them. New International Version. Resolve to come near to God. God is longingly looking out the window watching and waiting for us to come home, Luke 15 32 And when we are seen, God will run and come near to us. We can come to God morning, noon, and night, when things are good and when they are bad. God gives generously to all without finding fault if we will but come near. James 1 5. When my oldest daughter was a small child, her bike was stolen. When she discovered it was gone, we sat down together in the backyard and came to God and prayed. I barely finished praying, we both looked up, and a police cruiser pulled up in the alley behind our house. The officer rolled down his window and said, Hey, are you missing a bike? We hopped in the back of the cruiser and the officer took us to a place where someone had ditched the bike. It was a tremendous lesson to both my daughter and I that when we come to God, God comes to us. I realize life doesn't always work that way, yet we can be assured God listens, hears, and will respond. Resolve to wash your hands. We cannot approach God with blood on our hands. We need to come squarely facing our guilt and shame. God wants us to admit our guilt, confess it as such, receive forgiveness, and deal with matters of restitution, reconciliation, or making amends. Look at what this very experience of godly sadness has produced in you, such enthusiasm, what a desire to clear yourselves of blame, such indignation, what fear, what purpose, such concern, what justice. 2 Corinthians 7:11 said. Resolve to purify your heart. Whereas the previous resolution was more external, this one addresses the inner person, the heart. Not only do our actions need to be cleaned up through washing our hands, repentance, our attitudes need cleansing, as well. Our hearts cannot be devoted to two masters. Double-minded persons need to become single-minded with pure, not mixed, motives. Greater than the man who tries to walk two roads will split his pants. Greater than. Greater than African proverb. Resolve to grieve. God blesses those people who grieve. They will find comfort. Matthew 5 4, Sev. Any significant change or loss creates grief. And it is necessary to grieve. Grief is not an event but a process. Everyone's grief is intensely personal and has its own timetable. It is not crazy, selfish, or unspiritual to grieve. In fact, it is biblical. The only way to get on the other side of grief is by telling your story. Sharing with each other, giving testimony to God's grace, and expressing emotion is important. There cannot be healing apart from grief and lament. Resolve to mourn. Mourning is the emotional response to how terrible our fallen world is and can be, and how much we really need God. It is to see that sin in all of its foulness and degradation is horrible and destroys everything it touches. People who do not or cannot mourn are hard-hearted. They need deep spiritual transformation. By His wounds we are healed.
resolve to wail. We are actually commanded to cry, more than cry, to wail. Whereas mourning might be more private and personal, wailing is more public. I believe one of the greatest tragedies in today's modern church is that Christians can become so focused on victory that they end up crying alone. Nobody should or have to cry by themselves. Weep with those who weep. If there ever was an appropriate place for crying, it should be amongst like-minded brothers and sisters. Resolve to change. In the face of immense human need in this world, there must be change. We cannot turn the clock back to a more bygone idyllic era. We are here, now, together on Spaceship Earth. We must come to grips with the kind of change needed to live above petty human degradation. I once had a discussion with a young woman about heaven and hell. When we first started conversing, she expressed the desire to be in the place that had the better party going on. By the time we finished talking, she was grieving, mourning, and crying. I never knew what became of her, I even forget her name now. But once she got just a glimpse of sin's gravity, it completely undid her. Resolve to be humble. Humility is the path to intimacy with God and one another. The paradox is that through grieving, mourning, and wailing we become joyful and experience God. Through suffering there is glory. Being last makes us first. Entering through the narrow gate brings us into the broad open space of eternal life. Resolve to not slander one another. To slander means to speak against or speak down to someone. Slander always contains false information based on bogus observations and misinterpretations. To intentionally tear down another person either to their face or to other people is slander. People sometimes believe they have a right to speak against another person. That really says more about the slanderer than the slandered. Slander is a spirit of retaliation and revenge. It is being self-righteous and acting as the judge. Resolve to not be judgmental. A critical and condemning spirit breaks the biblical law of love and declares itself the authority. It wrongheadedly believes it knows best for everyone. When we put our focus on others and do not deal with our own critical spirit, we play God. That is not our job. Never pay back evil with more evil. Do things in such a way that everyone can see you are honorable. Do all that you can to live in peace with everyone. Dear friends, never take revenge. Leave that to the righteous anger of God. For the scriptures say, I will take revenge. I will pay them back. Says the Lord. Instead. If your enemies are hungry, feed them. If they are thirsty, give them something to drink. In doing this, you will heap. Burning coals of shame on their heads. Don't let evil conquer you but conquer evil by doing good, Romans 12 17-21, NLT. Resolve to have God in your plans. Some folks plan and map out their lives without a consideration of what God wants. They hold back on God, only giving partial effort and resources. And this can happen to any of us. We may not all have money and power, but we all have time, and how we use our time says a lot about our faith. Jesus said we cannot serve both God and money, Matthew 6 24. In God's economy, money is a tool to be used to meet needs and bless others. However, many persons tend to make audacious plans with money by accumulating debt and presuming they can pay it off, encouraging their kids to get high-paying jobs as their highest objective, and relying on the market economy to provide for them in the end. Money and making plans are good. Yet, the almighty dollar is not to be the motivating factor in our lives, and God needs to be squarely in the middle of all that we do. So, resolve to embrace the virtue of humility considering both others and God in making plans and decisions. For if we fail to do what we know we ought, our guilt will eventually catch up to us. Better to rely on God's grace and make necessary changes. Holy One, You are eternal, ever-present, and boundless in love. 
Yet there are times when we fail to recognize you in our daily lives. Sometimes shame clenches our hearts, and we hide our true feelings. Sometimes fear makes us small, and we miss the chance to speak from our strength. Sometimes doubt invades our hopefulness, and we degrade our own wisdom. In the daily round from sunrise to sunset, remind us again of your holy presence hovering near us and in us. Free us from shame and self-doubt. Help us to see you in the moment-by-moment possibilities to live honestly and to act courageously, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen.